Hey everyone, my name is Gordon Light, and you are listening to episode number three of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. Let's get started. Hey everyone, once again, thank you so much for joining us. This is episode number three of the Fit Successful Dad podcast, and today's topic is patience, or what I like to call calculated patience. Uh, It's a term that I don't believe anyone else has used, and if they have, I apologize, I don't think I've ever seen it uh, floating around in any... um, magazines or speeches or online anywhere. It's a a term that I use though, and I've been using it for a long time. And calculated patience to me means calculating or determining ahead of time that there will be a certain amount of energy going forward that you will be devoting to being patient enough to see something through in order to see success. And I know that sounds like a mouthful, and it kind of is, but it's something that I believe we all do. We just don't necessarily think about it. For example, uh, think back to when you were going through a college course, or if you've ever taken a non-college course, but like a training module of some sort, or maybe an online course, uh, you sign up for a 10-week thing, and you, um, hopefully through experience of, of some failure, you've learned that patience is something, one of those things that you're going to have to exercise somewhere along the way in order to see it through and and see success. Uh, It's just kind of the way it is. But that would be an example of of maybe when you're not necessarily thinking about it because you you see the beginning and you see the end. Let's take an eight-week course, for example. You see the beginning, right? You know exactly when the course starts and you know when the course ends. You know it's eight weeks from now or 10 weeks from now. So you have kind of the, the wherewithal, the patience, the foresight, or whatever, in order to see the, the roadmap to get to the end. But what if you don't actually have that roadmap? Right? What, what, if, what, what about the situations where you don't know exactly how long something is going to take? Well, how do you know how long to be patient for? How long do you know to sit and wait for the right thing to happen? Or how do you know... Uh, when to hold off because you might have a brilliant idea tomorrow, but if you don't wait and you act now, you might make the wrong decision and you'll never get to that bright idea. Well, that's where calculated patience can absolutely help. And it's helped for me and I think it can help for you and I think it can help for everybody. This is also a tool that I've kind of started laying the foundation for with my son and I, it's, uh, patience with a five-year-old, it's not really clicking yet. <laughs> I can say that honestly, but it's one of those things that I, I say it often. And I, I think that eventually it'll start clicking. Uh, I really do. I believe that, but let's, let's talk about it in a little bit more detail. Um, so I, I have five tips that I'm going to share with you on how to allow calculated patience into your life. But before I get into those, um, have you ever worked on something huge? Uh, maybe like a project or, or maybe you're building a business, right? Or maybe you're building a, 
a, sec- a new section of your business or you're trying to bring a brand off the ground and, and get it out in front of eyes, maybe through social media or something, and you don't know how long it's going to take and you don't know what kind of energy it's going to require, uh, have you ever thought maybe instead of having all these target dates, maybe you have uh, a schedule, the schedule's good, with target dates on them, but maybe they're kind of clouded in, in shades of gray instead of being um, kind of like hard and fast, like, you know, by the 17th of April, this will be done, and, you know, we're targeting this many this many viewers, this many followers, or this many retweets, or whatever. Um, have you ever thought about maybe just kind of having some of those dates uh, set in the schedule dynamically? And instead of having a hard and fast date that has a hard and fast number attached to it, maybe you have built into the your, your business plan or your plan, your execution plan, to have enough patience and wherewithal to stand back and see what happens. Uh, unfortunately, with most business strategists, they don't have, they do not introduce this function of, well, let's wait and see what happens and change accordingly if necessary. Instead of that, they have all these milestones that have to be hit. Typically, that's typical operation. That's what's taught in business school. That's how I was trained in my position as an electrical engineer when I started taking on scheduling and management type roles, managerial roles, is that you, uh, I was trained to have this schedule and we're going to march to the schedule with this rhythm and we're going to hit these milestones and that's going to be that. And we accept no substitute. And every single time, literally every single time, what happened was that schedule was wrong because it was trying to predict the future. And it was trying to predict the future to a T, which is not really smart looking back, right? It was, it was the way I was trained, so I really had no choice but to follow that direction. And it was always wrong. So anyone who's ever worked in any kind of tech industry can probably relate to this. And, and really any industry where you're building something and you're trying to meet a schedule, uh, you, you can probably share this sentiment, right? And so what I, what I found was that if you kind of have some fluff room in there and there's some dynamics to a schedule and you work to that dynamic schedule instead, not only do you hit milestones more, but you're often more successful in general. At the end of the day, you deliver the results. You usually knock it out of the park as long as you have the right team in place. And you don't have all this looming feeling of failure along the way because you didn't meet that milestone on that exact date. You know, I don't really like having checklists for a, a day in day out kind of situation. I, I, I'd much prefer almost having like a very, very broad list of things to do and not really an exact period of time to do them. Uh, like, like spelled out ahead of time. I'd rather just make a schedule and march to that. And then as I go, knock things off the list. Now, unfortunately this takes a certain amount of work ethic and that's why surrounding yourself with the right people and having the right team in place is a big part of it. But also, you know, it's having the patience to hold off a little bit sometimes and, and not make the wrong decision and not rush just because you have a milestone looming over your head. And if you don't make that milestone, your boss is going to be upset or you think a client's going to be upset or you think a supplier is going to be upset or something. And 
it's it's just usually not the case. And so calculated patience is critical, I think, in my experience, to actually reaching that success. So here are five tips that I think are are very, very helpful for instilling that calculated patience and staying on track and remaining productive. So number one is avoiding the distractions. Uh, so we all know distractions are there. They're out there, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, and they chew up a ton of time. And when we run low on time, we often rush, right? We don't use calculated patience at that point because we don't have any wiggle room to use the patience. We don't have any time to sit back and make sure our design is sound or whatever we're working on. Uh, we don't have the time to make sure that it doesn't come out sloppy. So I think a lot of you can resonate with this, that as a working parent or as an entrepreneurial parent, you know, I've got a lot going on and I have responsibilities and I do not have the luxury of infinite time. I have very small windows of time, one, two, three hours, sometimes four hours max scattered throughout the week where I can work on these things. And if I don't use them efficiently, then I sometimes don't have anything to show for it. And that's just the way it is. But one of those things that helps me is making sure I eliminate the distractions so that when I do work on my uh, projects and I'm, I'm actually trying to be productive, uh, if I can eliminate those distractions, then I can be the most efficient possible and I still have room to be patient enough to make the right decisions that I uh, end up with a successful outcome at the end. Okay, so number two on this list is having an expectation of instant success or return. Now, this is something that's plagued all of us and it's particularly true with newer entrepreneurs and people starting businesses for the first time and building brands for the first time. They have this expectation that as soon as they launch this brand, they're going to have a billion people on their website and the SEO traffic is just going to be like off the charts and they're going to have a six figures coming in a month. They're going to have so many orders that they're not even going to be able to fulfill them all. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. And the problem is when you have an unrealistic expectation like that of instant success, uh, you come out of the gate and you don't see the success and you often get uh, distracted in a bad way, disappointed, let down, um, you know, that someone takes the wind out of your sails basically. And that's kind of more problematic going forward than at that present time because going forward, a lot of people end up just carrying that with them forever and they that it causes them to lose momentum and it causes them to going back to episode 1 not being able to push through because they came out of the gate with this instant success or return uh instant this expectation of instant success or return and they didn't have the the patience to kind of wait and and see what happens and and fine tune their website or fine tune their business model as they go along and as a result, you know, they, they end up thrown in the towel a lot of times. It happens every day. It happens every day, guys. So number two is make sure that you do not set yourself up with an unrealistic expectation of instant success or return. Okay, number three is commitment. Don't get bogged down with all the potential opportunities out there. So there's a million opportunities, especially if you're an online entrepreneur. There are so many opportunities and different paths to take that you can 
kind of try a new one every single week for 52 weeks and find yourself a year later with nothing to show for it. And I think that changing and altering your direction over and over and over again is going to eventually lead you full circle back to exactly where you started, which is nowhere. So pick your thing and commit to it. Go after it and don't give up on it. And that is so huge because I see so many people, they will, let's say, listen to a podcast that has an interview with one person who did something and they had great results from it and it led them to wealth and maybe living a lifestyle that this listener is interested in having. And all of a sudden they are completely giving up on or 90% giving up on whatever they were working on to chase this new thing because it's a new shiny object, right? This is very similar to distractions, but it's different because it's, it's lack of commitment on your business or lack of commitment on whatever you're working on. And commitment is something that's huge in our role as a parent, right? So we are responsible for teaching our kids what it's like to be committed to something and to make sure that our kids understand that when they commit to something, what that word really means. And uh, I know that commitment is a huge part of our household. So when we say we're going to do something, we absolutely do not deviate from that. And when you commit to something and your child sees you committing to something and you talk about being committed and you're going to follow through with it and you lead by example, then they will resonate with that. They'll pick up on that and they'll see it. It'll stick with them and they will know commitment, right? They will know it deep down. They'll, they'll say my, my mom or my dad is the type of person that when they commit to something, they commit to something. And they saw it through, through the good times and the bad times. And they saw it through to the end and they were a better person at the end because of it. They were successful in whatever that was because they were committed. Okay, number four is accountability. Guys, if you are not holding yourself accountable through some exterior means, then you are not being as productive as you possibly can be. And as a result, you could be leaving a big chunk of your audience or possibly some money on the table. So some of the methods I use to hold myself accountable, which all work, are a journal. Now, I use a journal that I write in with a real pen. That way, I don't have to sit there and look at a computer screen. I like to write with a pen in a journal. It helps me kind of um, unleash all my thoughts at once and free up my mind. And it just, it works for me. I highly recommend it. Also, having a mentor or a mastermind, people you can bounce ideas off of people you can tell that you, uh, about your goals and your objectives who can hold you accountable to them by asking regularly how you're doing, maybe push you along a little bit. And some of those people could even be a friend or a family member. In some cases, uh, a spouse or um, even your son or daughter, if they're older, you know, you can tell them about these things. And uh, if you have a close relationship with your child, you know, they're going to be interested in what you're interested in right? They're, the things that you're passionate about, they're going to be passionate about those things, or they're going to be interested in your passion about those things. And so having a person like that in your life around you day in and day out that you can use for accountability, use it, exploit it. It's massively productive and will lead you um, to having a higher chance of success for sure. Okay, number five, this is the fifth and final 
tip that I have for you today on how to keep yourself patient and through that ultimately reach success. And this one is to seek out and chase what you are passionate about. So here's the thing. Number three, I talked about commitment, right? Not getting bogged down with all the potential opportunities that are out there and to go ahead and chase the thing that you want to chase and stick to it, commit to it, right? Don't give up on it and have the patience to see it through. Well, number five is similar, but it's different, right? So um, whatever you choose, you have to commit to. But if you choose to commit to something you're passionate about, it will be so much easier to be committed and it will be so much easier to be patient. So if you are wildly passionate about building a drum company, let's say you play the drums like me and you want to build drums and you have an awesome supplier in the woodworking industry and you've got everything in place, right? But it's all there. You just need to put it together. If you start chasing that, and you commit to it, and there's a lot of pieces to that type of business model, but if you commit to it, and you love the drums, and you love music so much that nothing would make you happier in at a personal level, in a business level, than producing drums, then, if, like I said, if you stick to that, and you're committed to it, you'll have the patience to see it through. You'll have the patience to wait for all the different exotic woods with the crazy like wood grains to come in, and all the different timbers and tone woods from overseas to come in and you'll have the patience to wait for the special tooling that your supplier might need in order to cut these pieces of wood into the perfect shape for the drum. And you'll have the patience to work out and negotiate a deal with um, drum hardware companies who are making, I don't know, custom drum lugs or something. Uh, I'm using a lot of drum terminology because I know it, but you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say. If you're committed to something and you're passionate about it at the same time, all the different intricate little pieces that go into every single business, and there are intricate pieces in every business, by the way, you'll have the patience, the calculated patience, almost naturally from the beginning, because you know what the end of this is going to look like, and you know that you're going to be happier when it's done. And you're going to be happy even chasing it, which is awesome. Now, I've lived it, and I believe if you're not living it yet, you can be as long as you are doing these things. So that's it. Those are the number five. I'll go through them one more time, recap just real quickly. Number one, avoid the distractions. Avoid the distractions and you can maintain your patience. Number two, not having an unrealistic or false expectation of instant success or return. Right? It'll be a lot easier to be patient if you don't have that unrealistic expectation. Number three, stay committed. Being committed to the thing that you want to be committed to from day one and not chasing all these other opportunities. You stay committed, it'll be a lot easier for you to incorporate calculated patience as you're traveling along. Number four, accountability. If you have accountability and people are holding you accountable and you're holding yourself accountable, it will be a lot easier to have bubbles of time along the way through these milestones where you incorporate patience to wait and not make the wrong decision in order to stay on track, stay focused, and maintain trajectory towards your goal that you're aimed at. And number five is seeking out 
what you're passionate about and chasing that all the way through. Because if you are chasing something you're passionate about, it will be so much easier to be patient. It will also be so much easier to be, like I mentioned in number three, committed. So those are the top five tips I have for you to remain productive while incorporating what I like to call calculated patience. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap up episode number two of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. Please, if you have an opportunity, go over to iTunes and leave us a review. I am very much looking forward to all of the comments and feedback that you guys have. And I think that with all that feedback, we can go ahead and reach as many people who are interested in or pursuing entrepreneurship who are also parents. And I want to achieve my goal of reaching as many people as possible who are essentially throwing in the towel because they're a parent and they work a job and they think that they have to give up on their dream and not pursue the things that they want to pursue because of other responsibilities, which we all know is just not the case. And with your review, we can reach all these people who are looking for this message, whether they know it or not. Um, I will also leave the URL for our website, which is fitsuccessfuldad.com. Uh, and the email address where you can email myself and the Fit Successful Dad team. I will leave those things in the show notes. So again, thank you guys for checking out episode two of the Fit Successful Dad podcast, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Take care.